Hello, listeners. Okay, so it's another day, another time, another opportunity to listen up to a new guest today. This is Living Life God's Way with Mima, and this is a weekly interview-based podcast where we get to speak with believers who are applying biblical principles to different areas of life. So one moment we're talking about one issue, the next moment we're talking about another issue, and we're going to be having that for quite some time. So, but the last, for the for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about parenting. And uh, today, okay, I have someone special here with us. And she's someone I respect a lot, and uh, and I think you'll be really excited to hear from her as well. So her name is, hmm, should I say your name? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I should throw it back to you. Let me let you introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. My name is Choma. Um, Choma Mama, mother of four beautiful children aged um, 16 to 6. Whoa. <laughs> wow. um, and um i'm a lawyer i write i'm an author i, I blog and um i'm just one of those people who just loves people who loves seeing people thrive loves encouraging people and loves helping them so that's me in a nutshell wow wow okay so there's this interesting thing that people do so when they get on the show and i'm talking with them and i say okay introduce yourself and they go really you know like humble just say a few things you know you know when you, you know you don't talk too much just <laughs> okay guys let me tell you something about this beautiful woman so she's 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 told you right she's a mother of four she's a lawyer she's an author she's a blogger and then she writes for a different platform. She has her own blog, Chioma.net. And then she writes for Bella Niger. She writes for, you know, a couple of platforms. And she's just writing on different things from parenting to family to career, you know. And, and she's been able to reach out to a lot of people, men, women, and helping them to achieve their, their purpose and, you know, raise wholesome children and families. So you can kind of tell why I brought her on the show, right? Like she's got quite a lot of things she's been doing already. And she finished from my university. I just realized that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes, awesome. I also went to Abafabia Oloba University in Nigeria. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great to have you. Great to have you, ma'am. Okay, so today, guys, we're talking about something that is really important for us as as um, individuals, as parents, as Christians, and and we're talking about the balancing act, how to balance our lives, you know, in one aspect or the other, and yet still be fantastic parents to our children. So we're talking mm. about the balancing act and being present as a parent. Um, I think that I mean, like, let me just leave it to to, to her and let, let's just hear what what. Let me ask you, ma'am. So, what do you, what would we say? Um, you know, being present as a parent really means. Um, being present as a parent is really about being there, not just being there physically, but being there fully. Your body, everything about you is there. Being there for your children. Um, spending time with them, engaging with them, communicating with them. You know, you can be at home, you can be with someone, and you're actually not with someone, okay? 
So okay. being pregnant means that you're you're actually there. You're actually spending time with those children, spending quality time with them, understanding who they are, um, learning from them, and teaching them and impacting in their lives. You know, on a daily basis. That's what being present as a parent does mm. is about. Mm. And um, one thing we must realize is that as um, as parents, our children grow so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we look at them. I was looking at some old pictures today with my son, and we're just laughing. You know, you look at them, and the next thing you know, this boy, you know, he has a beard, and he's like, his voice is cracking. You're like, what's going on? You know? Um, right. So every day is a gift, and you have to make the best of it by spending quality time with the gifts God has given you, because these children are gifts from God. You know, and blessed are we who have received them from the Lord. So yeah, so that's what being, in a nutshell, that's what being present is about. Spending time quality time with your children. That's what being present as a parent entails. Hmm. Right. Okay, so so I keep thinking to myself, especially for like lots of young parents, um, you know, there's just a lot happening, right? You're you're trying to grow in your career, you're trying to um, get a hang of marriage and just um, you know, being there for your husband or for your wife, you know, whichever way. You're, you're, you're trying to have time for your you have your in-laws you have other commitments there's church there's you know you, you just have there's different things there's just a lot so much going on and then mm, you're wondering I remember at some point in my life I was like gosh is it, can, is it possible to have a balanced life I don't just get it like there's just so much contending for your attention so, so many things happening so many things going on and then you're wondering mm. and yet I have those children that I have to spend time with you know and is it realistic? Is it is it is it is, is it this possible? Real? Can it happen? Is it doable? You know, <laughs> is it possible like, to have a balance? Cool that says no, that is not possible. They say, oh, what they call it is um, um work-life integration, where you're integrating everything together. Mm. But I think it's the same thing. Work-life balance, work-life integration, work-life, everything be, you know, it, it's all the same. Mm. It's really about you being intentional in your choices okay and if you look at the the proverbs 31 woman you keep on thinking not okay how did she do all those things but i believe that she was doing things at different seasons of her life it's the time for everything so when your children are young that's not the time to be doing over and there and be going up and down and attending every social function and attending every church meeting you want to be the secretary of you know in the, I was just telling someone the other day that I think my face looks like secretary. Every association <laughs> I join, you say, oh, secretary, I'm not going to secretary for us. <laughs> and sometimes I have to say no, you know? Mm. You have to say no. So you have to learn to say no to some things, especially at some times of your life. Mm. Do I not want to guilt trip you into spending all your time? You know, I'll give you an example. And it's, it's what I love to give. Um, there's something of Martha and Mary when Jesus came to Jesus. And we all know what happened. We all know how they were, you know. I think it was um, Martha ministry. Yes, Martha was uh, going, you know, she, she was the one that was... Trying to cook and things like that was, for Jesus. Yeah, what she was doing was right. Because, they, you know, Jesus and his, and his troop had to eat. He, he, he was moving with a lot of people. So they had to be looked after. But she was too mindful about that. Well, the time, there's a time to sit down and say, look, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is with you and you're busy doing up and that is okay. Come and sit down and come to him. Come and sit down and spend time with him. 
And he said, look, Mary has chosen the greater person. I thought we need to choose the greater person. Not about all the paparazzi and the other activities. I thought we get so hot up in activity. Your in-laws come to visit and you're there, fasting, ah, I must cook everything. I must, no, you, yeah, you do the needful. Prepare it ahead of time. And then spend time with the people that you need to spend time with, with your children. So it's really about being intentional and being focused and learning. You need to learn to say no. You cannot do everything. You cannot be all things to all people. You cannot take up every responsibility that is given at you. Sometimes you say no. You need to learn to um, have time for, you know, okay, for instance, like I said, I always say your phone. The phone is one thing that distracts us greatly in this day and age. All of us are guilty, you know. Your phone is either you're going through social media or you're going through work mails or you're going through one thing or the other. Your news is on your phone. Everything you do is on your phone. So time that you can spend with your children, you're on your phone. You know, so you have to, okay, look, this is time to put my phone down. I learned it from one of my pastors the other years ago. You don't have to answer the phone. That is ringing. It doesn't mean you must answer it. <laughs> but how do you do that? You know how it is when people, <laughs> you get a call and then you don't pick the call and it's like, no, I've been calling no. you all day and what, you didn't pick your phone. Happen? <laughs> What's going to happen? You called me a few hours ago. I, I didn't pick it. What's going to You know, because like I, I, I tell people, your family is with you. Your children are with you, right? Mm. So it's not as if there's, there's, there's an emergency. So I'm not saying that you should make it a habit of not picking your calls. You know, you you, you should you know you should take up, but don't make it seem as if ah you're in the bathroom, your phone rings, then you run out. No, let it ring. Finish having your bath. Finish taking care of yourself, or you're doing something with your child, and your phone rings. Finish that homework with your son. Then you can attend to your phone. You can call the person back, can't you? Or you can call back. So I tell you, so what? Ah, phone is ringing as if it's a do or that. Hey, let it ring. Do you have a meeting at that time? Is there something urgent, you know, your, your husband is with you, your children are with you, the phone is with you, okay, I'll call back. Even if it's urgent-ish, you can call back. If you do something important, allow yourself to do what's important. Phone calls. Some people will call and you're on the phone for hours. You can say, ah, oh, my friend, oh, you know what, you know what, let's continue tomorrow. It's time, because you're looking at the time. This time, you cannot get it back. So it's really about being very intentional with this time God has given you. Been very because these children need our time, and, and you know, like I, you know, I mentioned, being present is something not, not just about your body being present, but the children need to see that you're really present. For instance, I could be with my son, and my mind is not that he knows, because my body language shows that my mind is somewhere else. I'm thinking of something else. I'm watching right. TV, so he knows that you're not present. Do you understand? So you know, so it's the it's, it's, so, so it is possible in in, in, in a, it is possible to balance it. Is that easy? Is it easy to balance it all? No, it is not. You will need to make choices. You will need to multitask. You will need to accept help from friends and family sometimes because you, you will miss some events, some things you cannot do. You will need, you will need to learn to say, no. You know what, boss? This particular task, I cannot do it right now. Maybe tomorrow. You need to make sure my your social life might suffer for a while because you can't really see your friends the way you would want to. Right. But guess what? This COVID season is making us even see that those things are not as important as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. We're doing okay without them, aren't we? Yeah, and there'll I'm... be a time for them. There'll be a time when your kids grow, when the children are out of the house, boredom. 
you'll be looking for who to visit. You and your friends will be hanging out all the time. <laughs> the children won't even have your time. They're busy. Oh, work. Mom, I have to go to school. I have to go to work. They're busy. They're busy. You're in a new phase. It must be you and your husband by the grace of God and then, you know, and then your friends. So it's all about prioritizing. Those things that need to be on the front burner, put them at the front burner for that time. Don't think that I stay at the back. Leave them at the back. Let them be simmering. It's all about time. And, 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 and that's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us, to teach us, to know this is important. This one, like, all the time, you know, what happens is that opportunities come and you think, oh, I, can't miss, I can't miss this one. And maybe you have to miss it because God is saying, no, it's not time for this now. It's time for you to focus on X, Y, Z to focus on the home thrust or whatever it is. It's a great job, but no, it's not time for this. Leave it. These are the things we need to really work with the Holy Spirit. We need to ask Him to guide us. We need to ask Him to show us. There was a time I wanted to do, um, I think it was Bible school. It was Rema, and it was a great idea. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said, Sis, it's not time for you to do it yet. You still have a little boy in your house. Like, you know, just hold on. And that's like you're like okay i feel a nudge in my heart i want to do <laughs> this is the work of god right and then you know i realized as i said that i was like you know why was i doing that and it was really because a lot of my friends at that time were doing it that was what was it was it wasn't really because god was telling me to do it at that time but because a lot of my friends, i just thought ah, i'm missing out to so this bible time was ah, i really want to grow at that desire to know god more and to learn more about him so it came from a good place but the timing was not really right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Timing wasn't right. So you know, so you know, timing, choices, all these things are things that will help us balance it. It's not easy. It might it involves some sacrifice. Look at me. What time is it? And I'm awake. But I'll, I would rather do this now when my children are sleeping than do it when they need my full attention. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I there's this thing about. You know, when it comes to issues of children, mm. somehow in people's minds, our minds just gravitate towards women. We just feel like, okay, it's a women thing. You know, these this children, just go and meet your mother. <laughs> your child is crying, the next thing is going to meet your mother. <laughs> and, you know, and it, this is quite an interesting topic, really. And, and you're like, so for men, okay, for mm. dads, how exactly mm. can you engage with children? Like, how can you how can you have a, a, a beautiful relationship with your children as a parent, as a dad? You know, as mm. it seems to this thing. For dads, you it's it, it, I find it quite sad, especially in our society. When I say ah, I mean the Nigerian um a, a Nigerian culture where a lot of men they just see their role as that of the um of the you know of the person that brings home the bacon, you know, mm. my own is to pay bills because it's not even the reality anymore anyway. Because a lot of women are paying a lot of bills as well. But for men, still have that thing of oh, this is my job. I just see the children. Oh, how are you? And then when they grow up, oh, how are your studies? And then it's just very distant relationship. It's for a lot of dads, and the mom is the one, you know, but the way God created women really, we are the natural nurturers. That's just the honest truth from carrying the babies in our wombs, even if you don't have the child biologically, just the whole bond you have with the child, nursing that child from, from the breast. If you, if you look at the Bible, the Bible you know, is described with all those um, um, all those characteristics of, of a mother, the many breasts, to show that nurturing nature. 
it's a normal thing, even in our natural emulator. Well, in Igbo culture, I don't know about others. Well, in every culture in Nigeria, to be honest, mother is so important. The Yorubas will say Yani Wura. The Igbos will say Neka. In every culture, a woman, a mother is referred as, as, as the safe place of the child. And sometimes the men feel excluded, that's the honest truth. Sometimes the men actually want to be there. But they just feel that ah, this woman thinks this child is, is, is me and the child. You know, you, so some women just monopolize the whole process. Hmm. I was going to say, whose fault is that then? <laughs> yes, it's the woman's, ch- it's the woman's fault. Right? Hmm. I'm throwing the, the, the blame squarely back at her because we monopolize. We will, first of all, we'll leave the room with the baby, you know. Why can't you stay with your baby? With your husband? If the baby wakes up and cries, let the man be there to hear the cry of the baby. That should be part of the process. Yes, you're breastfeeding, but you can extract you up and give the man to start. Let him learn how to do those things. The other day I was talking to, to, to a young lady, she was just saying how her husband thought she couldn't carry the baby. He wasn't really doing those things that she expected him to do. I said, because he's not doing he, he wasn't raised to do them, he's not used to them. And because when he does do them, when he carries the baby, the next thing you do is to nag him and say, you're not carrying the baby's head well. Ah, hold him well, oh, hold him, you know, and everything he does, you criticize him, and you take the baby back from him, and say, he's been my child, I bet. Allow him to make mistakes, allow him to carry the baby, the, the baby's neck will not break, it's okay, that's his child, you know, allow him, give him confidence to look after his baby. So, as a, a wife, you allow your, your husband to depart early, even if, even if you're almost forcing him, he will get used to it, he will gain more confidence carrying the baby and doing things with the baby. Once in a while, you tell your child, go and meet your father. Mm-hmm. Encourage them, not them. Push, you know, listen to that gentle. And also encourage him, praise him. Right. When you right. see him doing things with his child, oh, oh, that's beautiful. Well done. And then for the men themselves, you to take the initiative. Men do the take the that This um, parenting process, parenting is not mothering. Mm-hmm. There are two right. different things. Fathering is different. Mothering, there's a role for fathers to play. Is a role for mothers to play. If you look at statistics, like um, I mean, the circumstances about you know kids that were raised without fathers, the negative impact they had about you know on them. So it's just that there's a role that the fathers play, you know. So you no, know, so men to take the initiative and make sure they are part of their children's life. It's, it's always said that uh, if you have a father, you will go further in life. If you have somebody to encourage you, you will go further in life. And God is our father. Which is just as in really, as in when you have a father, it just gives you some kind of vibe, some kind of confidence. Ah, my father is there, my father has my back. So many understand that their role should not be that of just looking at the child from a distance, but they should be there to hold the child's hand, to guide the child, to give the child confidence, to be a role model for that child. So the child knows, if it's a man, a, a male child, the male child knows how to uh, be a family man, how to you know, do the right thing, how to treat his wife. And if he's a girl child, she will learn from him how she should be treated, how she should be honored and respected. So the man's really just a, you know, the father's really is an amazing wife. And I hope more fathers understand that their role is not one that can be substituted or ignored at all. And they step into it fully. I really hope they do. I think this is so, so important. And I think, I feel like when I see men 
couple like you see a man and a woman going out and then you see the man he's carrying you know maybe the woman probably she has two kids or three kids you know the man is mm. carrying one of them or you see a man who i've seen men who back their babies i see men who and awesome. i feel like it looks so beautiful like it does. Hey, wow wow more men should do this like just it does. you know be a part of that process you know and even when the children grow older just just be a part of the whole process and, and the children would definitely love it <laughs> interested okay so they will, they will. and it makes them more secure that's the honest truth it exactly. does make them very secure having that having that father a real father in their life so exactly. it makes them um it it, it 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 does something for it when you see a child who is uh somebody i'll call a mother daddy who mm. had a father <laughs> who was there for them mm. you know who is really you you can see it, you'll see the, a girl who will not compromise who won't be going about dating riffraffs and just settling for anything you will see a man who is a real man who understands what it is to be responsible and you know to take care of his family you know it's 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 a valuable thing that we learn from having a man you know a father in our lives you know um it's it's so i even for even for single moms if they're raising their kids alone you know at times they have other men or even women who can help do that role of being a father figure it's a very important role you know and um it makes a difference for child life maybe um I don't know if I want to touch on that single mom bit a bit, but yeah, there, you know, you just have times where, so for instance, you know, for some reason, she's there alone. She has, you know, this this child or children in her hands that she has to raise, and there's no father figure. Mm. and she's struggling hard she's trying to work to make ends meet you know she's trying to do a lot of things and then she's not able to give that much attention to the child that she would have loved to she'll probably keep one you know looking forward to i wish you know i had my husband i wish there was a man i could um that could support me and things like that are there ways just maybe probably a couple of tips maybe but are there ways that single single mothers or maybe even single fathers right can 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 um you know sort of filling that gap are there some mm. ways they can work around it to fill in that that gap so the child doesn't grow up um with, without a balanced parental relationship it's enough mm. that the dad is not there or enough that the mom mm. is not there but are there other people around the child's life that can um that you know that, that one can lean on what what do you think about that i think so you know i have a lot of amazing friends who are you know who are single moms and who are doing a great job at it mm. and um, one thing i've noticed that they are they're not afraid to ask for help. Um, they have a strong support system. You know, I know I have a friend in particular who um, ex husband's family is extremely supportive. You know, so his you know his brothers, his sisters, they're all they, they all stand in the gap, and they're very very extremely supportive of her and the children. She calls on them, and they're always there willing to help. You know, and um, it also requires being honest. You know, be honest with the child and say, okay, yes, this is the situation. Your father might not be here, but you know what? Feel free. If there's anything you're missing out, you can miss you know, out on, talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. So that the child doesn't just stay there feeling inadequate or feeling like they're losing something. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a the place of prayer, you know. I kind of wonder when people ask for a practical solution and like you say prayer, they, they're like, they roll their eyes and mm-hmm. say, mm, I need, I need practical. <laughs> I'm like, what's more practical than praying and saying, God, please help me. You know, you're the father of the fatherless. You know, this person, whether the child, whether the father is not there or chooses not to be there or is late or whatever it is, 
you can't feel the sleep with God. You can you can stand in you know standing and be there for this child. And God has done it for so many of them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really about being honest, um, and uh, being honest, being prayerful, and allowing those who can support you support you. It might be. It might come in strange ways. It might not even be a man that would be your support system. It could be a sister. It could be a female friend. It could be it could be a neighbor, a neighbor's husband. It could be anybody. But just be open and ask God, look, send me help. And God will send help. He is so faithful. I've seen him come through for so many single moms and single dads around the world. You know, just stand in the gap and just make sure that that child, that, that void that has been left is not felt. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I think this is such a very sensitive topic, you know. I feel like this is even a topic that de- deserves a segment on its own. You know, oh, because it does, issue, issue of single single parenting is a lot. And I feel like, you know, for everyone listening out there, we can actually all stand up to support single moms or single dads. So rather than point fingers and say, oh, look at this person, you know, let's say the person probably, you know, has a child out of wedlock and, and rather mm. point fingers or, you know, make fun of them or gossip and all of that, we can actually raise you know stretch out a helping hand and be supportive exactly. and be a backbone to them you know and, and help the children and, and just be there you know in any yeah, way that because they need your help i find i find that we're very you know especially the, uh, in the nigerian society we're extremely judgmental i like that we have our morals you know i i love it but I we get overly judgmental and we're like oh no she's a single mom you don't know what happened it's not really your business and what i always say that the gifts of god and children are a gift of God. It doesn't, there's no, see, the, when it comes to the Bible, the Bible is clear or something. The child is a gift. Mm. Now, the fact that the child came in a certain way, you know, that's not the issue. I'm not saying it's, 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 it's okay for a woman to just stay and, oh, I'm going to have a child. But you don't know what happened. Um, would you have rather she went and killed that child without having an abortion? No. You know, I'm, I'm talking about the case of where it's a single mom, maybe she, she was never married or, you know, or whatever. Or even in the, in the case of someone being divorced or whatever, you don't know. I would rather just focus on the positive. That is a child who should be raised and nurtured in love and show that person. If I support them like, the best I can, it takes a village to train a child. So you can just, you know, help by looking out for that child the best you can and being there for them. This is so true, so true. So interestingly, just at the time when you were introducing yourself, you talked about your child. Your first child is 16. Yeah. And so at least you've, you've had quite some some experience managing teenagers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I just want you to just, I mean, we've talked a bit on, on, you know, when you have small children and all that. But for somebody who has teenagers, how can you build a relationship with teenagers because they're just an interesting group of children to deal with so what are the practical tips that you as a mom have have adopted in in helping you to to raise your teenage children and then even the younger Um, ones as well what i try to do is to connect with them and to connect with them you need you know i I hear some people say that you you don't need to be your your child's friend i so disagree even Jesus wants to be our friend. Actually, why, why shouldn't we be friendly with our children? It's a time to be mom. It's a time to be strict. It's a time to be the disciplinarian. It's a time to be the friend that they can come to and talk to. So one thing you want to do with your teenagers, especially, is to make them your friend. Make them a person that um, they can talk to about anything, that they can open up to. That person they will come to when they're in trouble. That person that they will come to when they have those 
confusing questions. There's a lot going on. You know, we, we were all teenagers and we know all the issues. With the peer pressure, you know, discovering your sexuality, things are happening to you, right. you know, and you're like, your mood, you know, mood swings and all of that, the hormonal issue. We know what goes on to, you know, with them. So the first thing I would say that you need to connect with your teenager. You need to make them that you you're not going to judge them. You're there for them. You need to teach them about the standards of the word of God. What does the Bible say about X, Y, Z? Talk to them, talk to them about everything. I tell my kids about, I talk about sex quite early. And from time to time, I talk to them about stuff like that. Oh, is there anyone you like? You know, this is what you're supposed to do. So you know, you're a Christian, blah, blah, blah. So I talk to them a lot. They, and then also, they need to know that you're, they need your attention. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as long as we focus on him, as long as we depend on him to guide us, he will definitely hold our hands through the parenting process and help mm-hmm. us to have great success in this journey of parenting. So it's been, it's been such a great pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for making time to come. Thank you for making Thank time you. to be a part of this. And for Thank everyone you. out there, I want to just encourage you the journey of parenting is not difficult it's a calling that god has laid upon us to do and god is able to release grace to do this calling and do it well and raise beautiful children that love him when we ask him for that wisdom and i really pray for everyone out there that god would help you and help us all to raise the right children for him in jesus name all right and lastly if you're out there and you you don't you don't have a relationship with the lord you your your relationship with the lord has been you know said for whatever reasons i want you to take this opportunity to open up your heart again and ask him into your heart and start off a new and fresh life with him all right thank you so much thank you so much for coming thank you so much for listening you you out there thank you thank you for program and god bless that it's a fantastic one Amen. Well, Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Bye.